wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way, and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha and good morning. I think that this is going to be the very last episode of our testimony up until this point at least. So we're really excited to tell you about the joy and the hardships that we have went through these past two years specifically, which we will cover today. And Lord, give us the words for it. We love you so much. We thank you. We are astonished that you have brought us so far in our story. I remember when we were just talking and praying about doing one episode, maybe having Evan on and sharing his story and just what you have made it out to be. And I thank you that you've softened our hearts so much to be able to be bent towards you to be able to follow you when we think one episode and you think 10 I don't even know how many it's been at this point but we're just so grateful and thankful and we love you and I just ask that you would never ever let our hearts and our minds grow so hard that we wouldn't hear you and follow you in your leading and your tugging and that through our story I hope and pray that you have also softened the hearts and minds of all who have heard this in Jesus name Father God we love you so much. Thank you for who you are, God, and just, yeah, being our Savior and our Lord and our foundation, God, that, yeah, through our lives we can look to you and trust in you, and especially when we fall short, God, we just thank you for being, yeah, in control, being sovereign, and that we can repent and love you, and, um, yeah, we thank you so much for this time to share this last few years of our lives and um yeah give us the words to say and allow us to yeah follow you and your leading and where you're speaking in jesus name we pray amen amen i am so excited to share jacob's birth story with you guys today a week prior to his due date we had decided that if he wanted to come early then so be it but if he waited until his due date we were going to be induced and as much as i wanted to experience my water breaking and natural contractions we had decided to be induced because we lived about 45 minutes to an hour away from the hospital we lived in the boonies and we knew that there was going to be a storm coming a snowstorm coming it was winter and all of that just was a recipe for disaster we were not trying to have this baby at my stepdad and mom's house or on the side of the road so we woke up early that morning and we headed to the hospital and our doctor broke my water and gave me 
the tiniest drop of Pitocin. And I already started feeling contractions right away. And the nurse came in and asked me how I was doing. And I was smiling and telling her, oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> feeling it. Like my tummy's getting tight. And she kind of just smiled and walked out like, okay, just wait, sweetheart. And then she came in again and she was like, okay, how are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I am starting to feel them. Like I'm, I'm a little bit uncomfortable now. And she just looked at me again, like, all right, just wait. And I sat down on a BOSU ball, I remember. And mm-hmm. then I started getting like really uncomfortable. And I think the next time she came in, I was on my hands and knees and cat cow. And she asked me how I was and she just looked at me. I don't even think I responded. And she was like, okay. And then she came in and We had talked about what I wanted out of the birth and I had just told her I would like to be upright as much and as long as possible. I want to do it as naturally as possible, but at the end of the day, I just want this baby to be healthy and on my chest. So I trust that you are professional and I trust that you know how to do your job well and I trust you to make the best decision if it comes to that. And she was amazing. I truly feel like God put an angel as a nurse, disguised as a nurse, in our room. She knew everything. She knew how to help me breathe. She knew how to help me move. She knew how to encourage me and keep my mind strong. And Evan was so incredible. I remember at one point (laughs) I was breathing really heavy obviously. And I look over and Evan's breathing the same as me. And she looked at Evan and told him, it's okay. You don't have to breathe like that with her. I don't want you to pass out or anything. <laughs> and I was like, no, um, I actually really like it that he's breathing with me. It's helping me a lot. <laughs> so he kept breathing with me. And then I remember another point in time, my entire body was shaking uncontrollably. It felt like I was having a seizure, but I was conscious. And I looked over at Evan at one point and asked him how he was doing. And he was like, I'm doing good. You shaking is a little bit different, but I think I'm doing good. (laughs) (laughs) He was seriously just so supportive the entire time. And praise God, he kept my heart and my mind and my body so strong. But to be honest, right towards the end, I started having thoughts like the thought would come in my mind. Oh, my gosh, what if I can't do this? And it's like I knew that I couldn't allow that thought to come in. But I told Evan I was having that thought and he just encouraged me and told me that we can do this and we are doing this. And I needed that because it you can almost feel it. If your mind starts taking you there, you get into this dark place and it's such a beautiful time and it's such a time of perseverance and endurance and just allowing your body to do what it already knows how to do. And so I do remember too, when we were filling out our form before we even went into the hospital, asked if we wanted a mirror and we kind of thought that was really strange. But when the time came when he was about to actually crown, they brought in the mirror and I remember seeing him and those were the exact moments where I was thinking, oh my gosh, like I can't do this. Like, what if I'm not strong enough? What if I, yeah, can't do this on my own. And the second that I saw his head, I had so much more confidence and my strength was completely renewed and my body took over. It was so strange. Of course, I was participating, but it really did feel like my body delivered him even more than I did. And before we knew it, our little boy was here. He started coming out so fast. I remember the nurse was like, (laughs) okay, we're going to change our breathing a little bit. Let's do like short, fast breaths. And she was paging Dr. Rutan like this baby is coming right now I really need you in here (laughs) within it felt like seconds there was a whole entire team in there and everyone was doing their job and everyone was supporting us and encouraging us and just speaking so much life into us and then 
Jacob was on my chest and looking back, I remember them saying, oh, that's why his heart rate dropped. And I remember them uncoiling the cord from his neck. I think it was wrapped around his neck two or three times, which is terrifying looking back on it. But in the moment, I was so full of adrenaline and excitement. And I keep saying encouraged, but I was so encouraged. This just came out of me. God knit this child, this new life, this new soul together in my body, with my body. And now he's laying on my chest and he was so quiet and content and calm. And I even remember we have a video of it. One of the nurses came over and kind of like shook his back a little bit. Like, are you doing okay, buddy? And I was like, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's perfect. And she was just saying how calm he was, that it was strange. And I think they were a little bit concerned, but that was just Jacob. And we were just looking at him and he had bubbles coming out of his mouth. And we just kept telling him how amazing he was and how excited we were that he was here. And my entire life changed. Our entire life changed. And it was, I know that not everybody has that immediate bond, but I feel like I did. I just had so much love and I never wanted anything bad ever to happen to this baby and I just wanted to lay in that room on on that bed with my baby next to my husband for the rest of my life like I was okay if this was the end I just experienced a contentment that I cannot explain it's it's unexplainable and yeah so that's the best that I feel like I can (laughs) re-remember it right after I gave birth I kept telling Evan I want to record me reliving this right away because I remember every single detail so vividly right now but my attention with my little one and how much I loved him and how much I loved being with my husband I never got around to it so this is the first time of reliving it and if you can't hear my excitement I hope that you can and I'm so happy that the Lord brought all of those memories back and I do remember for the next week probably I know as women we have so much adrenaline after we give birth But every time I would close my eyes to go to sleep, I was remembering. It was like the Lord allowed me to relive my birth story and I just had so much joy. And then, of course, probably like five or ten minutes later, I was breastfeeding again. (laughs) But it was an amazing, amazing day. And we still pray to the Lord that whenever it's His will to give us our next one, we will. And I'm really, really excited to do it all over again. That is my side of it. Now I would love to hear Evan's thoughts on just the birth in general and the contractions and and then the feeling of yeah seeing him on my chest for the first time yeah so um yeah before when Paige was given the pitocin I think we were already dilated up to four so that was already yeah super good and I just remember yeah the contractions weren't coming right away. I think we took a couple laps in the hallway and mm-hmm. we're just walking and Paige ended up sitting down at one point and reading a book. And yeah, that was when the nurse was coming in like, Hey, how are you doing? She's like, Oh, I, I'm feeling the contractions, but she's sitting there reading a book. So the nurse was like, okay, she's fine. I'm going to go out. <laughs> so yeah. And then, yeah. And then when it really started actually having contractions, that was yeah, it was cool. The nurse, like Paige said, praise God that she was in the room with us. And she was, I think, like one of the top recommended nurses on in that hospital. So how amazing was it that God blessed us with her, plus the fact that it was COVID. And we had talked about doing all these different classes, but there were no in-person classes. So we were, 
we were debating if we should, yeah, just do them online. And yeah, we didn't do any of the classes. So <laughs> we didn't do any of the breathing or like know what to expect. So when the time came, I was just, yeah, just trying to breathe with her because I mean, we do everything together. So I was like, all right, I'll breathe with you. And she told me like, I don't want you to pass out. You don't have to breathe with her. I was like, all right, I'm just going to breathe with her anyway. She wants me to. <laughs> and yeah. And then it, it all did come really fast. I remember just, we were doing all these different movements for Paige to move around and breathe. And, and then, yeah, the nurse just knew when Paige was ready to give this baby, like she just was like, all right, like these are the signs of it. And, Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, Paige sat up and the pushing was pretty incredible. And yeah, I just remember never hearing Paige ever <laughs> scream like that. I, I didn't scream. I wasn't screaming, and I guess. And I do. But. I remember making a noise, and I right after I apologized, I was like, oh, my gosh, I never thought I was going to be that <laughs> woman. But it just came from yeah. this, like, belly, like, inside of me. My body just took over, like I said. Yeah. And, yeah, the shaking was new. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, she explained it pretty perfectly. I just, yeah, I've never seen you shake like this. Obviously, this is a new experience for all of us, so. Um, yeah, the mirror was cool because I was able to stand next to her and see, but when Jacob was actually coming out, I, I did go down there and mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, like that's his head. <laughs> <laughs> and his and body. then the last push, he just like came out and I was like, whoa, <laughs> Jacob's here. <laughs> and yeah, I, I remember seeing his head and I saw that hair on his head. I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's Jacob's head and everything. And then. He was out and right onto Paige's chest. You and to cut the cord. Oh, yeah, I cut the cord, and that was pretty cool. I mean, didn't know what to expect, but mm-hmm. got a good cut. And then, <laughs> yeah, put her on Paige's chest. And I think the plan was, yeah, to do chest to chest for however long. I think mm-hmm. some hospitals, I mean, I think they didn't used to do that, but now a lot of hospitals like all right this is super important chest to chest and having that skin to skin contact and yeah he was calm i mean he when he first came out he was crying a little bit but then once he got on page's chest i just remember him just like yeah resting there and yeah the nurse did ask like hey like you can cry buddy or mm-hmm. are you okay you can cry and mm-hmm. he was just yeah being super content and page was so awesome with just the immediate bond like I definitely think it's different for the mom because they've been I mean she's been yeah holding Jacob in her belly this whole time and has this deeper connection with Jacob already and I just remember watching them and just being like wow that's awesome like Paige is telling him how amazing he is and (laughs) and just like yeah in awe of what just happened and in awe of Jacob being on her and and I was just yeah, I was just super happy and proud of Paige and just how awesome that whole experience was and how fast it went. But yeah, it was it was really cool and just remembering, yeah, I'm Jacob's dad and Paige is the mom and we're just having a baby experience. <laughs> I don't know. And yeah, we um yeah, it was sweet because we actually had the two nights we stayed there all to ourselves. During COVID, the visitor policy was no visitors, so we got to experience everything all alone, which, 
I mean, it was good and bad, but I know everyone was celebrating and praying with us already. But, yeah, just to solidify those bonds. And I did skin-to-skin as much as possible, and I definitely remember the first diaper changes and the the tarry poop. and, And, yeah, just being able to live all of that. So, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and I remember two other important things. He was ready to eat right out of the womb. Mm. He started mm-hmm. breastfeeding right away, which is a huge miracle and answer to prayer because n- no women that I know of on either side of my family lines have ever been able to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that my family rallied around me and prayed for because it was something that I wanted so badly. Mm-hmm. And when he came out and was already so calm and content and just prepared to start breastfeeding and then just started breastfeeding, yeah. we were in shock and just, again, praising God for that. And then the second thing that we haven't mentioned yet is his birthday, which was... Oh, yeah. It was zero one one two. 2021 at 1210. So January 12th, 2021 at 1210 p.m. And I talk a little bit more in my testimony. I think it's episode number five, the importance of those numbers and the importance of his name and how the Lord truly did name him. But Evan mentioned the beauty of us having that sacred space together for those next two nights of just Jacob, Evan, and I to really solidify our bond together and enter the world united, which might sound dramatic, but it was really, really important to us. And I do remember putting Jacob in his car seat and he was so tiny and putting him in the car and I sat in the back with him. And I remember just looking at Jacob and then looking back at Evan and then looking back at Jacob and thinking, they're really letting us take this child home right now. Like he's ours forever to care for and to love on and to kiss and to cuddle and to just cherish this newborn stage knowing that it's not going to last forever. Yeah, just going home and experiencing life and going through the newborn stage before baseball and yeah, the waking up every night. I think I had committed to waking up every single time that Jacob woke up and I would change all his diapers and just hand him to Paige. She was still like half asleep most of the time and <laughs> just have her go sit on the rocking chair and change his diaper and bring him to Paige. And I loved being able to swaddle him. I feel like I took pride in having... You're a professional swaddler. I don't know. That was... You were. That was good. But we actually were uh, putting a hat on him at some point too and <laughs> didn't so really cute. realize that, but... <laughs> Looking back at it, we definitely should not have had a hat on him sleeping, but um, yeah, just figuring out all these little things and being new parents and going through life with a new baby and yeah, all the ups and downs and lack of sleep and being tired and still praying about our everyday life and what it looks like to raise up Jacob and be parents and be making decisions to, yeah, obviously follow the Lord, but trust that God is going to be leading us as a family, but also as parents and yeah, as a married couple. And yeah, now deciding to go back to work, I took a little bit of a maternity leave and um, yeah, just what it looked like to be a father and go work full-time job and come back and hopefully take over with Jacob. 
in a way like how can I kind of be on all day at work and give my best there but then also still come home and give my best yeah and I was excited I definitely it was awesome to be able to give that time to Paige to be able to spend at home with Jacob and have their bond and I know I was going to work and still making some money to bring home to the family even though it's not about the money but definitely just allowing God to provide for us and yeah being able to come home and prioritize Paige and giving her a little rest and just being able to yeah bond with my son and give her that time to take a breath and be with Jacob and yeah so we did that for the next couple months and we had a little scare in there with Jacob's brewery, a brief, resolved, unexplained event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had gotten his four-month shots, and that same day we were putting him down for a nap, and he woke up from his nap, and I don't know, I was holding him, and all of a sudden, yeah, we were looking in the mirrors, and I just noticed his lips getting pale and purple and he started having some cold sweats and and then yeah he started just kind of feeling limp and didn't have his muscle muscles that he usually is squirming around and I just remember telling Paige like are his lips turning purple and Paige ran over and took him and I think you felt how yeah not lifeless but just how limp and his body was and I know Paige started, I guess, freaking out a little bit, and I don't know, she was starting to rush out to the car, but I was like, all right, Paige, just give Jacob back to me, and and then, yeah, let's let's go to the hospital, and yeah, I just remember him being cold sweats and losing a lot of color in his face, and just thinking, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like, are we losing our baby right now again? Obviously, it's different from a miscarriage, but holding my baby and seeing how limp he was and yeah, what was going on with you. I just remember thinking we have to make sure that he keeps breathing, and the only way I could think to keep him breathing was to breastfeed him. And so I know that you brought the car seat, but in my mind, I was not putting him in a car seat so he could die on the way to the hospital. I held him the whole way there, and I had him breastfeeding the whole time, and about halfway there, he did start getting his color back, and started getting some of his muscle tone back. And by the time we got to the hospital, he was already flirting with the nurses and smiling (laughs) at everybody. You could tell he wasn't completely back to himself, but he wanted to feel good. And I was pretty upset when they sent us home saying that they couldn't find anything and there was no correlation with the shots. And that was really hard for me to swallow, but I praise God even in that moment for our faith because my prayer was, Lord, if there's something going on with our baby, Please help them find it and do not let us leave here until they find it. But if this was a one-time thing and if he is healthy and strong and you are going to keep him in perfect health, then let us go home. And they let us go home, so we just had to have faith in that prayer, and that's what we did. And little did we know that the season he was bringing us into was going to be taking a lot of those faith prayers. Baseball brought with it so many things that we will break down a little bit better but honestly from day to day we didn't sometimes know where we were going to be living next where we were going to be staying next what team we were going to be playing on 
And so it really did test and try and grow and strengthen and solidify our faith and trust in God that he has plans for us that we can't even begin to imagine for a hope and a future, especially when we couldn't see that hope or that future. And maybe you can start by just talking about, yeah, you landed in California and we go show up at the first tryout. Yeah, so that whole spring season while Jacob was, yeah, growing up from zero to four months, I had stopped working construction. Paige had stopped working as a nanny, and we had just given our time fully to what we felt God was leading us to, which was baseball. So I had started training full-time, and like Paige said, until the very moment my brother came, we, yeah, I guess took off a few weeks just to go for travel and we drove to my parents house while Paige flew in from Nebraska and spent a few days there and yeah here comes our baseball journey we I got a spring training invite to a team in Bakersfield and we went there and they couldn't provide us a host home there so we had to pay for a hotel there for what we thought was going to be a week of spring training but turns out I got cut out of spring training three days in and Thank God, I mean, we would have been playing in Bakersfield and over 100-degree weather every single day. And, um, yeah, from getting cut there, that manager told me about the tryouts to another team. So, yeah, through all of that, we had to go drive up another four or five hours to Northern California and booked a hotel on the way there and... Oh my gosh, there was like a few times that we were going to turn around and didn't know what we were doing. We were confused and didn't know if we were supposed to show up to this trial, but we ended up going and yeah, there was just a group of guys there and it turns out that that whole group that showed up at the trial was going to be the team for the rest <laughs> of the season. So from there we needed to yeah, figure out where we were going to stay because at the tryout, he's like, all right, well, your first game is in two days. And yeah, here's your guys' jerseys, your hats, and get these kind of pants and these socks. And um, yeah, good luck this season, guys. And we're just like, all right, well, <laughs> where are we going to stay? Now we're in Monterey, and we don't know anybody. So we re reached out to some family and ended up getting in touch with a family friend or family that had a friend in the area and he said he had a grandma's quarters and a camper, but the grandma's quarters wasn't quite ready yet, so we stayed in the camper for, I don't know, maybe a few weeks and until we were able to yeah, clean out the grandma's quarters and put a bed down on the, on the ground, which we got off Facebook and deep cleaned this grandma's quarters because it hadn't been lived in for quite a while and showered in this little camper and... Jacob was sleeping in the pack and play in the little kitchen and we were a couple feet away from him on on the table bed and yeah it was definitely a grind which I use the word grind because throughout baseball and all the connections I was making the Pecos League which I was playing in at this time everybody had shared how such how it was such a low level of independent professional baseball that at this point it's just a grind and the only way you're going to make it out of it is if you're grinding it out and, you know, are one of the top players at the end of the season so that you can get promoted to the next 
independent league. And yeah, we went through some struggles, not knowing where we're going to stay, especially when we had to, yeah, move from that host home, the camper, to another host home. You know, we were just, yeah, trusting that God was going to provide a place, especially because, yeah, he had led us to this point and definitely trying our faith with providing. And I mean, he never failed to provide exactly what we needed. And we stayed at two different host homes that summer and played a full season of baseball and trying to think, yeah, after that baseball season, we went to back down to Southern California, stayed with my parents um, for that off season and praying through all these different moves and ended up, yeah, moving out to Hawaii. Before um, that, you worked for SCA for a little bit. Yeah, so I worked with FCA. I coached a little bit. I knew that I wanted to stay around the game if I was going to keep training, and God just kept opening the doors. And when we were praying through going to Hawaii, we knew that if we were going to be living nannies again, which is the reason why we were going to go out to Hawaii, and just the, I don't know, I guess the fork in the road of like, all right, well, at that point we were praying about if we were going to keep playing baseball, and God just kind of kept the door open, and I ended up meeting some amazing people in Hawaii and was able to train every day and got even stronger and better at baseball and ended up reaching out to, yeah, another team that I played against last uh, the previous season. But yeah, there was a period of so much trial and error and tribulations where we had no idea if we were going to play, but yeah, we just trusted that, you know, God kept opening the doors at some point we thought he had closed the doors especially when I sprained my ankle at one point I was off my feet for two weeks and I took that time to reflect and play, pray and just yeah just lifted it up to God that was a really tough time to make that decision for me and especially with yeah not wanting to go through that kind of season again especially living in a camper and having to move around and not knowing where we're going to be and I didn't know if I wanted to put my family through that again but you know God just kept keeping the doors open and just kept telling us to you know trust him and have faith that he's going to bring us through it not only bring us through it but give us the opportunity to experience this especially because yeah baseball was still a big desire and I was yeah, getting better and becoming a better man through it all. And, and yeah, we ended up signing with the team in Northern California again. And it was like the previous season all over again where we didn't know where we were going to stay. And I knew going into that season I didn't want that to happen, but it ended up happening again. And we had to move this last season three times and and – yeah, it was it was a struggle, but at the same time, God provided every single step of the way. There were times that, yeah, we were frustrated and confused and didn't know if we could keep doing it, but we were there because God had led us there, and we were trusting that the circumstances as difficult and confusing and doesn't make sense at times, it's where God had us, and he was 
just continuing to, you know, lead us to grow our faith and our our love for him and our love for each other and sticking together as a family. Obviously, Jacob had no choice, but <laughs> at the same time, yeah, just, yeah, going through it all together. And it was tough, but God was good, and I played a really good season of baseball. And, and yeah, so that was kind of the gist of it. And obviously, baseball was so much fun and played to the best of my ability, giving God the best that I can do with baseball, with the limited amount of time, with my priorities being God, Paige, and Jacob. I knew I could be a great baseball player, but that would mean sacrificing my priorities and not being able to spend time in the Word in the morning and, and yeah, being able to be present with Paige and Jacob and take that time intentionally like I could have been yeah waking up and going to train all day and playing baseball all day but that's not what God was doing in my heart especially with my family I wanted to be present with them and so yeah just being able to prioritize them and allow God to yeah still move through baseball and my relationships with my teammates and coaches and and trust that, you know what, I'm not going to be on the fast track to Major League Baseball, but at the same time, I'm still prioritizing and focusing on my relationships right now, which is God and Paige and Jacob and my teammates and doing what God is telling me to do with baseball. And yeah, just trusting that through all of that, he is moving and that he has good plans for it all. And, and yeah, just trusting that He's going to work all things out for our good. So, yeah, baseball. And Evan is being very humble with talking about how well he did. Again, I don't know very much about sports, but I do know he hit a couple home runs and a walk-off home run. (laughs) Right? Yes. (laughs) That was pretty amazing. One of them I was in the bathroom for. It was so sad. (laughs) But I was there for all the rest of them. And I really want to process this with you guys and have an overarching theme of what the Lord taught us and how he grew us. And I hope that you have gathered some of that already in our story, but I think maybe a lot of it I'll never know. Maybe there's a lot of it that God won't ever reveal to me, but I do know that I'm not the same woman that I was when we started baseball two years ago. And I know that Evan is not the same man that he was when we started two years ago. And I know that Jacob has grown and developed and is so friendly and loving and kind and trusting because of what we've went through for the past two years and is it how I would have orchestrated it no but was it perfect for our family yes and one of the reasons why I struggled throughout baseball season so much is because I'm coming to realize that I'm always looking for an end I'm always looking for a place where I will finally arrive and be safe and secure and at peace but what the Lord keeps teaching me painfully over and over and over again is that that place does not exist on this earth outside of him and that every day that I wake up and seek him and follow him rather it's something as small as loving on my child or being intentional with my husband or answering a phone call instead of doing the thing that I think needs to get done that's where his peace comes in not making my to-do list and getting it done and going to bed and waking up the next day and doing the same thing discipline is good and there is a place for it 
but it's that constant surrender of my spirit, that constant surrender of my mind, that constant surrender of my day to him. And it's in those days that I experience his peace that surpasses all understanding because I'm resting in eternity with him already here on earth. But it's those days when I try to take it into my own hands and think, no, I have to go to med school or no, we have to become major league baseball players or no, we have to get a house. Like we have to have a job, which is where we're at right now, where I just experience unsettled. I experience anxiety. I experience fear. I experience compromise. I start compromising my attention away from my boys and onto what I think is going to make us money or what's going to bring us security or what's going to keep us safe. And God just keeps whispering to me so kindly, just trust me, just trust me, just trust me. And just throughout our whole testimony, especially this last one, just hearing Evan talk, there's so many memories and images racing through my mind that I want to share with you guys and I want to process with you guys that I just can't even bring myself to share every single one of them but as I think about them God was growing us in every single one and in every single one it is hurtful for me to have to say but I was doubting him I was wanting to trust him but I was doubting him and then he allowed me to trust him and then I would start doubting him again and then he would allow me to trust him and it's just been this constant war for my trust and for my faith and just how he is so good and so faithful and so gracious he keeps giving me what I don't deserve chance after chance to have faith in him and to trust him that he is for me and not against me and that he has a hope and a future and his plans for us are good and I just I can't see it right now you know we've had two years of just roaming and wandering as a family and now here we are again we don't have a home we don't have careers we don't have these things that I'm just longing for the security but I know that we have been faithfully following the Lord step by step as he reveals it to us and I know that he has goodness planned for it I know the vision that he has revealed to us that we'll have land and homes and babies and that we will be abundantly blessed to bless his body to build up his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and I know what his word says that if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness everything else will be given to us and I can't say that I know what that looks like yet but I can say that I'm willing to trust him and I'm willing to have faith in him enough to allow him to show me and my family what that means in the physical and even more than that I'm willing to trust him and have faith in him so that he can show his body of believers through me and my family what it means and what it looks like to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and allow him to add everything else instead of us having to compromise our relationship with our God, our relationship with our family, our relationship with our health, our relationship with our calling because we're seeking after the everything else that God wants to give us anyways, if we'll just seek after him. And this is the message that I've been trying to come to this whole recording. And I'm so grateful that the Lord finally let it really come out of my heart. And I hope that that really just spoke to someone because we've been sitting here for quite some time trying to allow what's in my heart to come out of my mouth and I know that that was it so as we close up sweetheart is there anything else that you would like to say about any of it but especially just allowing him to show us right now in our homelessness in our 
careerlessness in our wanting another baby but not having one in our womb yet like knowing the vision and being able to talk about the vision but not seeing any piece of the vision yet longing for it but not having it and just having faith in the messy middle of it all yeah i mean the big question mark and statement in there i mean is definitely seeking god and glorifying him in all that we do and trusting him and not leaning on our own understanding but seeking his will in all that we do and he's going to show us the path to take and yeah that is where we're at and definitely just knowing yeah that he's put these desires in our heart to have this land and home and and more babies and trusting that yeah he is the one that will give it to us because he's showing it to us and even though we don't see it right now this is just where we can trust him and and lean on him and yeah know that he's going to work all things out for our good because he's got a future and a hope for us and and yeah it's definitely a scary place to be but at the same time wouldn't want to be anywhere else because it's allowing us to lean on him more and more and trust him and and just waiting patiently to see what he's going to do and being obedient to each next right step so i'm pumped (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm pumped (laughs) so stoked we have no idea what we're doing it's great (laughs) (laughs) we love you guys thank you so much for being a part of this journey already and yeah we'll be praying continually for whoever's listening that he's moving in your hearts and moving in your minds and allowing you to trust him and abide in him and yeah just continue to follow him aloha sweet sister I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcast. This helps other women, like us, find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith@gmail.com at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us near to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.